Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten Podcast Series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is Called to More. This Lent, find guidance and hope in the example of Christ as we are led toward the ultimate hope of the resurrection. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us adore Him. A reading from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 3, verses 12 to 21. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us then who are mature be of the same mind. And if you think differently about anything, this too God will reveal to you. Only let us hold fast to what we have attained. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I've often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction. Their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation so that it may be conformed to the body of His glory by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Here ends the reading. As we enter our daily prayers and reflections for this season of Lent, we begin with a few passages from Paul's letter to the Philippians before spending most of the season in his first letter to the Corinthians. Philippi, lying at the pass of a mountain range separating Asia from Europe, was established as a Roman colony. Roman colonies in the empire were strategic, military, and economic centers. They were heavily populated with soldiers who had served their time in the army and who had been rewarded with Roman citizenship. Regardless of their geographic location in the empire, colonies were miniature Romes. Inhabitants took immense pride in their city and their representation of the empire. Their dress and speech and law were, if possible, more Roman than Rome. Most scholars hold that Paul wrote this letter at the end of his ministry while he was in prison in Rome. He's writing to a church community for which he has great affection. The church in Philippi has treated Paul well. And at this last stage of his ministry, with a threat of death quite imminent, he takes the opportunity to reflect on his ministry and his commitment to Jesus Christ. First, Paul speaks to his desire to be forward-looking in his faith. It would be natural to reflect, with justifiable pride, on his faithful commitment to sharing the gospel over his years of ministry. Paul has had much success planning churches across the empire and helping the church expand into Europe. In doing so, Paul has faced much adversity. He's been mocked, debated in the town square, whipped, and imprisoned. But even with this impressive resume, Paul chooses to forget what lies behind. 
He has no time or energy to rest on his past laurels or wallow in past trials, for there is more kingdom work to be done. To paint the picture, he gives us this beautiful metaphor of running a race. The Greek word translated here as straining forward is a vivid word that denotes a racer going hard for the tape. He has nothing but eyes for the goal. It describes one who is going flat out for the finish. And so we were reminded that we, too, are not to rest on our faith laurels. You taught children's Sunday school for 10 years. You sang in the choir with its weekly rehearsal commitment. You held an office in the altar guild or women of St. Michael. You served a term on vestry. Wonderful. You have not punched your Christian service card or built up your I've given glory to God account. Following Jesus is a lifelong commitment to your own spiritual growth and to the flourishing of the church and the world. Your ministry might, and probably will, evolve. But for your own spiritual health and for the good of the church, you are to continue straining forward to where God is calling you to serve now. You who are mature in the faith, who have been doing the church thing for years, who have taken classes and served in various capacities, your active presence among God's people is so important for mentorship. Young Christians, our families who are working hard to raise their children in the faith, who are trying to navigate the busiest years of their lives, they need the wisdom and example and interest and care of mature Christians. We are not to coast through the finish line of our Christian life. We are to run full out to the end. Second, Paul reminds the church in Philippi that they are not citizens of this world, but are citizens of heaven. There were several tensions in the church that Paul is addressing here. Gnosticism, which held that spirit is good, but matter is flawed, so it doesn't matter what we do with our bodies. And a distorted understanding of grace and Christian freedom that gave license to sin because it would make no difference to the all-forgiving love of God. Paul uses the image of citizenship, something quite central to his Philippi audience's identity, to contrast the empire of Rome with the kingdom of God. Paul reminds them, in an attempt to strengthen their commitment, that the characteristics of the world are not a reflection of God's priorities. We, as Christians, hold on to our hope that we will be transformed by Christ. He will work in us to form us more into His shape. And more than this, He will transform our frail mortality into eternal glory. This is the hope and fruit of the Christian life. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Merciful God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. 
Give me the joy of your saving help again and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. Amen.